This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast presented by my bookie. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Dave McDonald. Very exciting day, Damon. It's a big question on everyone's lips. Do my KFC crisps really taste like the Colonel's secret recipe of 11 herbs and spices? Mmm, I can hardly wait. They, they did look delicious. Don't we have other big news, though? We have, we have uh, Chris Clark, I know. <laughs> there's there's but... a little, little New Japan show in the background. We are one match away from G1 Climax 30 entrance. So you're going to get live reactions here on the podcast. We'll stop whatever we're talking about as Sho just throws a flying armbar on Tomohiro Ishii for no reason whatsoever. What a bully. Yeah. And yeah, so, <laughs> any hot takes on KFC? Are you a fan? I love KFC, actually. Um, we have uh, dined on KFC for many a year, but um, I think their quality has definitely dropped over the years. I'll say that. Um, I'll tell you who the new, chicken, uh, the new chicken kings are around here, Joel. It's... Uh, it's the old Royal Farms. Royal Farms. Uh, they are like um, a convenience store, maybe like a Lawson's or a Family Mart, but uh, in the states, maybe only in the Northeast. And uh, they make some fucking great chicken uh, for just to be in a convenience store in the United States, which you would never get chicken in a convenience store <laughs> in the United States ever before. So uh, I'm going. I'm going Royal Farms, but uh, I'm very curious to know. How these uh, crisps turn out? I know we're 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 talking, but it seems like we're just kind of wasting time because the match is over. Uh, Yano is leaving the ring with that piece of hunky shit KOPW trophy, and uh, Clark uh, no, not Clark Connors, uh, Gabe Kid rolling out. Uh, we're we're about ready for some G one announcements. I'm excited. Yeah, so we got one more match after this. It's the Suzuki Goon against Hontai tag match and then we'll have the announcement so uh, let's crack over these crisps these are this is a collaboration in thailand between 7-eleven lays and kfc this is an mm. original recipe chicken flavor I'm opening it up now it's like christmas damon i'm really excited this is it all right i'm, I'm gonna mute myself while i'm eating the crisp no the best part is hearing your crunch 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 oh, we'll go some asmr content for you Gonna eat another one just to make sure. All right. Very crunchy though. They're very, uh, mm. very mm. crispy. Mm. All right. Original. I'll tell you t- what I can taste. Yeah. Original. Original thoughts. Okay. I'm getting salt. Taste, definitely taste salt there. Bit of bit of thyme. Mm. Some basil there. Touch of oregano. Maybe is that a bit of celery salt there in the background? Definitely hints of black pepper. A little bit of dry mustards there, a bit of paprika tingling on the tongue, um, maybe some garlic salt is that I can sense, um, just a touch of ginger, and maybe some white pepper. Wow. So, there you go, there's there's my breakdown of that was... the exact taste. <laughs> <laughs> of First of all, you have, you have the most advanced palate of any human being I've ever come in contact with. You can taste every single... Uh... Uh, spice and herb in the in, in the uh, product. Uh, second, it reminds me of that Simpsons bit where he's like he's eating sawdust with, with the groundskeeper. You go, 
Do I taste cinnamon? I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> it does remind me of that. Uh, so a scale one to ten, uh, what would you what would you give it? Uh, a solid seven. Okay. I think there are more interesting and exciting flavors of crisps out here in Thailand, in the world. Actually, I'll tell you what I did do earlier in the week, which was a stroke of genius on my part, mixing together a bag of salt and vinegar crisps with a bag of hers uh, ghost pepper mm. flavoured crisps. And mixing those two together, getting that juxtaposition between the spice and the tanginess, the chilli and the vinegar mixed together. It was, it was chef's kiss. It was a nice. moment of inspiration. Huh. I mean, is it, it, the ones that you have right now, would you consider it uh, comparable to that if, if you were eating a uh, KFC product? It's been so long since I had a basic KFC product. Because they do the best KFC here in Thailand. So they do rice bowls. So you got your rice and then on top of the rice, these pieces of like boneless, crispy chicken. And it's in this special... Uh, Thai seasoning, which is popular in the northeast, and it's like a mix of like lime and chili and ground toasted rice powder, which gives us this lovely sour, spicy, smoky, crunchy, wonderful mm. mix of flavors. And then, yeah, so there's that chicken on the rice, and you know, a bit of shallots and uh, cilantro or coriander, as we call it in the UK, some cucumber, and it's just a wonderful balance of uh, flavors and, and textures so it's not often that I actually have the original recipe chicken so yeah there that we go. sounds fucking tremendous actually it makes me hungry for that shit at six o'clock in the fucking morning I'm, but i'm ready to i'm ready for that i would do that i think the the most creative and interesting thing i've, I've eaten this weekend were nine old fashions <laughs> that's probably it <laughs> at, at one sitting uh boy that didn't go well uh, but yeah, that's uh, that sounds delicious, actually. Mm. Man, we don't have that around here. I, I just don't feel like we have that. I live right near major cities, and I feel like I don't have that that kind of um, creativity when it comes to not only just snacks, but just with fucking regular meal. Like I couldn't get a, a that what you just described. I nowhere. I get nowhere. I can get a good fucking sandwich, though. I, I will say that. But even then, it just becomes like, oh, okay, another another great sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, okay, I know I live in an area where I can get the greatest sandwiches, and I can get the greatest pizza in my mind. But it's like, okay, uh, can I get something different? Can I get a little change of pace here? And we can't. We have no – I feel like we have no international flair where I live. Like, I don't feel like we do a good – um, representation of cuisine throughout the world. I don't feel that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the TED talk. Yeah, yeah I, I, I must say, despite me being stuck here in Bangkok when I should be in Xiamen in China, this is probably one of the best cities in the world to be stuck in, in terms of the food at least. Like, there's nothing really that you can't get in Bangkok. It's got to be one of the foodie capitals of the world so um yeah i might be stuck here but i am putting on a lot of weight so oh trust me me. don't even fucking i don't i mean it's ridiculous at this point i I mean it's not as bad as i think i've lost a little bit of weight but not nowhere near what i need to um any update i know our listeners are concerned joel 
We haven't heard an update in quite a while. Uh, what is the stat? Again, let's keep in mind for some of the newer listeners, Joel has not been in his house, in his home, where he actually resides since Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Joel, can you give us an update of how likely it is for you to return before the end of G1? My school have already started bringing some of my colleagues back from abroad, but they're only allowed to bring people back in batches. They can't bring everyone in one go. And they are bringing back the single teachers first, basically the teachers with no dependents, which makes sense. You know, that's fair enough. If the government say, right, you can bring back five people, it wouldn't make sense to bring back me and my non-teaching wife and my daughter. So, uh, yeah, we're going to come back in batches, but given that I have two dependents, I'm probably going to be quite low down on the list. So... I'm setting myself for you know, another couple of months at least, hoping to be back before the end of the, the year. That would be nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I'm just trying to – you're living it, so I don't need to keep rubbing salt into a, an open wound. But well, Rubbing the colonel's blend of 11 <laughs> secret herbs and spices in the wound. Right. But – you haven't been home for a fucking like this this entire calendar year has been like when you left for Wrestle Kingdom could you ever imagine this happening no and the the whole thing with me and Mally left China to have the baby in Bangkok which is always our plan but when we left it was like in the middle of the Chinese lockdown that when COVID was getting really bad there so we kind of thought ah oh, we're managing to like, quote-unquote, escape from China at an optimum time. Little did we know that they would be closing the borders behind them and not letting us return. I did not see that as a possibility. I thought I'd be there for maybe a couple of months at most, but life takes uh, unexpected turns. But again, I, I really can't complain. Like, the place we live in is very comfortable. I'm still getting paid. I still get to do my job. Mally and Esther, healthy, happy, and we got G1 Climax announcements to look forward to. So, again, I'm going to try and be thankful for what I've got. Good for you. I like your attitude. Uh, it is better than mine because I would have uh, ran into oncoming traffic, I think, after the second week. <laughs> I just can't. I don't think I can. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I, again, I think of everything that I, I've gone through uh, in the year, yet you still haven't been home yet. And I don't think, I don't know. I think some of our, a lot of our listeners do acknowledge that, and they they care about you and they want you to be safe. And but man, I sometimes I think that every time we do a show, you're doing it from a room that is, you know, a, a second home at this point, um, which is very weird. Doki with a big fucking kick to the face on Holma, who looks terrible. To be honest with you. <laughs> God almighty. Why do they keep trotting this guy out in the ring? Can I? Can he was we... campaigning for a spot in the G1. Oh, my God. Oh, all right. So are we going to do some early predictions first? Or do we? are we just going to go right into uh, uh, the announcements? Do, do we have any thoughts before we uh, – final thoughts before we get the announcements? Well, I can recap the picks we made last week. So we said Okada, Naito, Sonata, Shingo, Ibushi, Tanahashi, Evil, Zack, Taichi, Ishii, Goto, Yano, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, Juice Robinson, Will Ospreay. We had a question mark over Kenta. 
And then those remaining three spots that we figured were going to be vacated by Moxley, Archer and Fale, we picked Suzuki, uh, Yoshihashi and Hiromu. Right. And we had show as a question mark if Kenta wasn't in. Okay. Do we know a status of Kenta as of yet? Have we heard any news? We'll have to wait. Oh. It's not going to be too long, Damon. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like you can see your Christmas presents under the tree. Right. And you want to pee. Mum and dad aren't here. <laughs> right. You want to peel back the wrapping paper and check. Right. Come on, we could text somebody. Right? They're up. <laughs> Don't give us something. Um, do you think we're going to get any surprises? I'm saying no. 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 And so surprises in like new site new signings or right, right. from outside in new japan no no chance no, no chance okay nobody uh no uh japanese residents that are looking for work in these troubling times they're not going to give them throw them a bone chuck him in g1 correct not for me okay all right i don't think so either i don't think so either i think they they have a a, a if, if you know from what we understand, the, the, the people are back, uh, who we believe are back. Um, then they got a stacked lineup. They got a stacked uh, lineup. Uh, is there anyone that you think is on the bubble right now? I don't. I'm reluctant to talk about it because this any of these talking points is just going to be null right, and void right. in the next I five know. or ten minutes okay, let me ask you this Damon yeah, uh, were you a fan of King of the Hill you know the cartoon yeah uh, yes I, I mean I'm going to say a fan but if it were on I, I, I'd leave it on I wouldn't actively turn it off did you know that the tag team of Tanahashi and Kenzo Suzuki uh, they were called King of the Hills that was they got the name from the TV show the cartoon I did not know that I did not know that. They actually have one of the, my favorite lines of all of, uh, you know how, like, you have little jokes in the house and just, you know, things stick around for a long time and you constantly say the line. And uh, We have that in our home. Uh, we, we have the line of, I have propane in my urethra. Because <laughs> that's what he said that once and I left my <laughs> I have propane uh, in my urethra. This is from the, uh, the Aces High series that's ongoing on the New Japan website. So Tanahashi's talking about the name and he says it was Kenzo's idea. The idea was to be this top of the mountain kind of image. And it turned out he was watching some American cartoon with a similar name. Probably in the end of it all, it was a little bit ironic and self-deprecating, but it didn't really stick anyway. So there you go. An interesting bit of trivia to start us off. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Bobby, <laughs> we're tagging up. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, Zach. Zach locking it in. I'll tell you. I can. I never get bored of watching Zach. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, even though, if, again, it does feel like he's taking a back seat here uh, in this tag team and, and, and in this entire feud. But um, All right. So, again, we're trying to watch uh, this match to wait for it at the end because it is Christmas morning. We are waiting for G1 announcements, and we'll have them to you uh, as soon as we get them. We'll have live reactions. Uh, uh, Dave, I, I, I was I asked if you had seen the Tamas or sorry, listened to the Tamas Island podcast because I don't usually recommend other podcasts, but that one is really really interesting. Different topic each week, but they did a great episode about the sponsor sh- the, the sponsor culture in Japan, where you have these I don't know if it's fair to call them like super fans, where 
when you travel to the country, they look after you, you know, take you out uh, for dinner, take you out for drinks, and then you reciprocate that if they come to your home country. But I don't know if you've got a chance to listen to that, Damon, but absolutely fascinating insight there. Give us, I mean, I, you hear about it a lot if you're a fan of Japanese pro wrestling. It's, it's, um, you do hear about that, uh, from the people who go over for tours and how well they're taken care of, um, with meals and with gifts and, uh, with drink and maybe with other things as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And, and, uh, I don't know how. I mean, I guess you, you have to have a little bit of money to to be able to do that. But th- I remember um, oh, where it was a time when I was over there, and Stan Hansen was over there, um, and there were. Uh, I mean, he I, he had his sponsors. It was obvious because um, I mean they were hanging around Stan Hansen, dressed with like Texas jackets. Um, you know, pretty much carting them around it seems like um i we 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 need we need that for us when we go <laughs> oh yeah i kind of actually do i mean uh, well yeah manabu really yeah. looked after us uh, yeah last time with uh providing us with one of every flavor of strong zero and some nice japanese snacks that was that was yep. great I, I love that we have a few actually we have a we have a few that uh, come to mind but yeah uh fraser treated treats us yeah every time we're over there yeah i mean that's that that would be that would be the one that comes to mind for me um are i've heard nothing but good things about his podcast um and that's something i I definitely want to want to check out because yeah i usually don't spend a lot of time listening to other podcasts just even in general um on other things but yeah he gets a he gets uh everyone that i talk to seems to enjoy it and seems to get a little bit something out of it that um maybe maybe they want to get other places so yeah you know. i heard he was making candles joel no that was tangaloa that was making oh. the scented candles okay. i get it mixed up what guy i, I would love to smell <laughs> tangaloa scented candle <laughs> that sounded really rude i genuinely wanted to smell the candle i like scented candles uh what about manga are you a fan of manga damon Japanese uh, comic books. Comic books. Well, not, I mean, I don't have a problem with them, but they're just. I mean, I can't read the language, so it's kind of hard for me to fucking get involved in in something I can't understand. Uh, <laughs> kind of like everything in life. But um, it, how are, are is are they just comic books, or is there something that separates Magnum from from uh, comic books? That's a that good question. Know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert. The reason I ask you is because there's a big manga announcement from at Yen Press revealing the New Japan Academy. It's the stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling as you've never seen them before. Teenager Tetsuya Naito is aiming for the top of New Japan Academy, but to be the champ, he'll have to face the greats. Available on digital platforms October 2020. So, again, I'm not a huge fan of manga or, or graphic novels or, or that. I, I see the value in it, but I am definitely interested in checking out New Japan Academy when that hits the stores in October. I mean, I want to say geared toward kids, but you know, they're, 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 a lot of them aren't. It's like I'm talking at my ass because I really don't know a lot about it. Um, I'm surprised they haven't done that sooner. Right? I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's it, it, it doesn't really feel like it fades out of fashion. It's always a, a staple 
over there. And I, I, I would have thought they would have had something like this already. Imagine, it could be that this is pre-existing and this is just a, a translation of it, but I couldn't tell you with any real authority. Yeah. We, we, uh, we are the Japanese uh, uh, video game experts, so we'll let you know when... Oh, yeah. Have you, have you played any more Final Fantasy VII? Oh, right. Doki's just eating a Kamigoye. I think we're getting close. But yeah, yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy we're, VII. We're, we're hitting a closing stretch on this tag match. Yeah, we are. Um, the uh, A lot of my video gaming has been centered around NHL 94, 95, because there's this whole pocket of fandom that has like literally opened up new th- ideas and thoughts and things about it. Um, so it's been there. So I have not. I have not dipped my toes back into Final Fantasy, even if, as I promised. All right, so here we go. So Kota Ibushi just uh, laid out Doki. Um, I don't know how far behind I am from you. I feel like I'm on a bit of a delay. So, um, Are you watching I- on your phone, or have you got it on mm-hmm. your computer? I got it on my computer. I would recommend pulling it up on your phone because really? I find when I watch New Japan World on my phone it's more up to date than if I'm watching it on my browser don't know why that is but yeah it's just one of those little things that I've noticed mm. I've got more news alright let's do time. more news uh, let, me, let me know you just jump in because I might be a little bit behind but we'll, we'll make it work alright a uh, bit of news on the ticketing situation in Japan uh, as Japan plans to relax a rule limiting the size of crowds at professional sports music and other events later this month so under the current rule venues are allowed to hold up to 50% of their capacity or up to a total of 5,000 people but the government's planning to scrap the 5,000 person cap as early as September 19th according to sources so I guess that would only really affect Wrestle Kingdom but do you think New Japan would run with a uh, 20,000 capacity Tokyo Dome or do you think they would postpone it and wait until they can do a full house yeah that's a great question uh, i don't know what kind of deal they get on the dome um it would it would just have to be something that's cost effective i mean i'm sure that it's an expensive building to run um twenty thousand. i mean do you do you do it just for tradition's sake do you just hang on to it and just say okay um you know, it is what it is. Everybody acknowledges it. this is not about interest, right? This is not about people not being, you know, caring about our product anymore. This is, you know, I don't think they bury their hand, heads in the sand and, and and ignore that, you know, a pandemic is the cause for 20,000 people in this building. I say run it. I mean, costs, uh, cost considerations aside, I say run it. Do it. Keep it. Give it some... I hate to say, give it some normalcy, with, with, but, but, but it might be exactly what people need. Um, if they can, again, I'm not spending their money, but if, 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 if it's a possibility, I say go for it. Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think it would be a shame just for posterity to have a January 4th without a Tokyo Dome show. So, Again, a lot of things could change between now and January 4th. Things could get better, things could get worse, so a lot of moving parts. But I think if they're waiting until everything's back to normal, then you know, you've no idea how long you're going to be waiting then. So I think if push comes to shove, they would rather have a 20,000 Tokyo Dome than no Tokyo Dome. Uh, 100% agreed. 100% agreed. All right, so uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi... Can someone tell these guys to fuck off? Get out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, they really like, they've us. won the friggin' World Cup. It's a Mighty Man tag match. Piss off. I mean, they are milking this. No end. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here we go. 
I've, I've got the Twitter open, Damon. I've got to fire the tweet out with the announcements. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can get all those delicious likes and retweets that <laughs> earn me absolutely nothing. Yeah. All right, here we go. There's dead air. I'll try and fill it. <laughs> My heart's pounding. This is I know. So exciting. Mine is too. Mine is too. Mine is too. It's an exciting time. All right, here we are. Uh, okay. Pro- well, tell us what you can see. Uh, well, right now I see... Uh, a little promo video. I see Goto. I see Ibushi and Naito. They're going through some uh, old history. Uh, G1 Climax 30. Uh, and here we go. Well, it looks like we're going to get some announcements. All right. Kota Ibushi. Are they giving us the blocks as well? Yes. So. A block is Kota Ibushi. No surprise. Right, if you hear typing, that's me firing off the, the tweets. Right. So apologies for that. All right. Next up. Oh. Of course, Hiroshi Tanahashi in B block. So it looks like they're going back and forth. All right. So, so far, Ibushi, Tanahashi, and B. We've got a tasty rematch here. <laughs> yeah. Tokyo Dome rematch. It looks like it. Uh, Okada, if we're going back and forth, is in A block. Bushi Okada A block. Nice. All right. Again, no surprises here, of course. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii will be in B block. Oh, no, A block. They're not going back and forth. So it's Ibushi, Okada, Ishii in A. Okay. A block's looking pretty tasty so far. A block, yeah, looking like. All right, Hiroki Goto. It's like, it's like the ping pong ball. Where's it going to fall? A or B? A or B? It's B! All right, so Tanahashi and Goto so far announced for B block. Looks like they're saving a spot at the top there for B block. All right. Uh, everyone's favorite, Toro Yano. Uh, no surprises well, so far. No. In B block. In B block. The way that they're, 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 they're throwing out the names, though, they're leaving a spot at the top. So they, they're filling up. <laughs> they're making us sweat for the uh, foreigners, right. aren't they? They really are. All right, Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi is in us. Uh, well, in we, B- we called it. I mean, he is a never six-man champion. He's yeah. earned the right to be there. All right. B block. B block. Yeah, they are teasing us because there's two blocks at the top that uh, are not being used. All right. Shingo. Shingo Takagi in. Uh, a block. Ooh. Joel, A block's looking fucking sexy already. No. <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Sonata. Sonata. They're going to shock, shock him in B. They sure are. B block. Ooh, B block's looking. <laughs> 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 All right. It's, it'll get better, I'm sure. Okay, I hope so. There we are. Here's our world champion, Tsu Naito. In B block. So B-block. he's been kept away from Okada. Yeah, let yeah. the record show that. Let the record show he is kept away from Okada. Uh, former champion, Evil Bullet Club member. Is he an A or B? B block. Oh, so Naito and Evil in the same block. All right. They haven't announced a. Uh, oh no. Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I was waiting for that. Oh. In A block. Well, he's eating some fucking pins there, that's for sure. 
A block. And again, they're not filling these in order. They're, they're moving them all around. Up oh, there we go. Zach Sabre Jr. All right. In, I'm going to say B block. There he is, B block. Still no one from overseas. No one from overseas. Tai Chi in. No, no real surprise there. Uh, I say A block, right? Yep, A block. There you go. A block's still looking like the, the sexier block to me. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. Next up, Minoru Suzuki is in. I know that's uh, something people were clamoring for. A little upset that uh, there was a possibility he would not be. And he is in A block. With Taichi. We've got Suzuki versus Taichi to look forward to. <laughs> that's correct. That is correct. Uh, there it is. There's our first one. Juice Robinson. First Juice. of our pastrami sandwich, boys. They're in. There it is. One in. out of four. Yep. B block. B block. So a little pastrami for you guys. Juice is in. B block. Next up, our second slice of pastrami sandwich. Jeff Cobb is in G1 in the A block. A block, Jeff Cobb. All right, let's see if we get some more sandwich, Joel. Ooh. We kind of, not really. A little surprising because we thought he was not going to make it. Kenta. Kenta fills out block B. All right. So that means you'll get Kenta evil. And, uh, again, another slice of uh, delicious sandwich for us. In A block, Will Ospreay. That's three out of four. Three out of four. And then the last spot. Any surprises? No. But it is a sandwich for us. The Switchblade J White. Are you telling me, Damon, that we got four out of four on those pastrami sandwich? That is, you know, that is unbelievable, isn't it? It, it keeps happening. It just it's keeps bizarre. happening and happening. We are not. We're never wrong. We're not wrong. If we say it. Fucking true. Although, uh, I guess they got they got Kenta in. That's good. That's good too. That was the one that we were a little bit unsure. Of, but okay. All right. So how we feeling, Joel? That's that's a, a block looks fucking tight. I'm not gonna lie. A block looks really solid. B block looks good, but I think everybody's looking at that A block and their fucking pants are down for that one. Any matches jumping off the page to you? Because uh, right, I'm I'm looking at A block. I'm thinking we're getting a, a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom Ibushi Okada. That should be great. Shingo versus Okada. We're getting Shingo versus Osprey again. We're getting Ishii. I mean, Ishii will. We're getting Ishii Okada. Ishii Shingo. I mean, just just that alone. <laughs> My fucking pants are down. Uh, and let's be truthful. Ishii's had some pretty great matches with Taichi, right? Those haven't been terrible matches. They're usually really good. Um... I'm trying to look for gems in B-Block. What do you think the sexiest match in B-Block is? Tanahashi Naito? Yeah. We, it's been a while since we've seen that. And I you know, speculated that there was a match they were protecting. And I wonder if they're protecting that for another block final. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I here and again, uh, some of the biggest takeaways: Okada, Naito, they're kept apart. Um, man, that's what he, I'm looking at. I'm thinking finals. Who are we looking at for finals here? Man, that fucking A block is is Joel Suzuki's in there, man. Suzuki's going to have some fucking great matches in there. I, I, I seriously, I cannot wait for that Suzuki Taichi match. That A block, the, the the tension in Suzuki Goon. You know, a lot of people yeah. say Taichi's the real leader now. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's a great point. I didn't even consider that. Is this this is going to be one of the uh, you know big time matches? Juice. I mean, we'll see Juice and Tanahashi. I think that'll be really good. I think Juice and Naito will be good. Whoo wee! And even guys that are going to take take falls in. Again, I keep pointing at A block, and I probably should recognize B block a little bit more. But man, I just can't fucking get my my attention past A block. Jeff Cobb's in A block. Jeff Cobb has some guys who can do what we like. You know, he has some dance partners that that are a good fit, don't you think? Abushi, yeah, absolutely. Shingo, Ishi. Hmm. Hmm. This is this is. What are you giving us? How, how, how does it stack up for you compared to last year? So, I mean, let's look at who's out compared to who's in. So, I'm trying to do level comparisons here so you tell me if you upgrade downgrade or a wash okay. so we got moxley or suzuki for me personally suzuki um and that's not to say that that having mox in there would be you know a downgrade by i, I just prefer i mean listen it's g1 i i want to see suzuki in it bad luck farley or yujiro I mean, Yujiro's in here to fucking lie down to a lot of people. How many points is he getting? Four? <laughs> yeah, I, so I was like two, four, between two, two and four. His ceiling is four in this, right? Watch him get like fucking d- ten. <laughs> Be like, what the fuck? Uh, I would say four is the ceiling, right? Four is the ceiling. Uh, I got so I would say I would say Takahashi. Is an upgrade, and then quality. it would be Lance Archer or Yoshihashi. I prefer Lance, given a straight choice, but not that yeah. much in it. I mean, I, I, my appreciation of Yoshihashi has grown this year. He wouldn't have. I would have much rather had a Hiromu or a Show or a Despi in there, but seeing as they've gone all heavyweight, can't really argue with that. How about Tanahashi Kenta? Yeah, Actually, it seems that they've put all like the the high paced work rate guys in A block, but B block are the guys who are going to slow things down a bit and tell you more of a story in the ring. Jay White, on even the like other a, side. A, a a Tanahashi versus Evil, that's one that interests me. Yeah, I think Zach Kenta interests me. I think Kenta Tanahashi interests me. I think. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm really fucking pumped for for Juice Tanahashi. Um, I mean, we'll get Evil Naito again. I don't know if anybody's 
doing fucking cartwheels for that. I mean, just the history there is is pretty interesting. Um, I can't say I'm like. Are you excited over any of the Sonata possibilities? I don't recall ever seeing Sonata versus Naito. That is one that interests me. Just in terms of who's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Goto feels like he's had a he's had a taste of just about everybody. Um You know, we still haven't even talked about Jay White in block i'm so excited about him being back right i mean i've missed him i mean that's a nice little mix i'm kind of glad that he that uh, that he's there and will osprey i'll tell you what's interesting that they kept jay white and evil separate yeah mm, i'm looking at this fucking this a Again, just just so we're clear here, A Block has Abushi, Cobb, Okada, Ishi, Osprey, Shingo, Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, and Yujiro. Disappointed that you didn't see Hiromo. Yeah, they picked the wrong Takahashi. Maybe maybe that was a <laughs> clerical error. <laughs> they just put Takahashi on there. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> Right, right. I'm a little disappointed in the lack of uh, juniors. I think of my and my only finger wag is that the lack of juniors. They 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 drew the hard line in the sand when it came to heavyweights. That's my only finger wag at this, Joe. Aside from that, is there is no one else on this roster that is missing. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is there anyone who you think are notable exclusions from this? Because what about Yuji, David Finley? Well, I was David thinking Finley. David Finley. The reason I said that, I was talking to Nicole earlier about this. And the fact that they brought Jeff Cobb in and they would have had to you know, use some loopholes there because he's obviously not a resident of Japan. The fact that they brought him in and not a David Finley speaks volumes, doesn't it? It really does. How about Hanare? Yeah, I would. Ha- I mean, Hanare is even behind David Finley in the pecking order. I mean, David Finley is a guy who won the World Tag League. They won the tag titles, and a lot of people were excited and thought, "Oh, yeah, maybe this is finally going to be a an elevation for David Finley." But seems not. I mean, the question to ask: Would he have been in it in a, a non-COVID world? I don't even know about that. Right. Yeah, I think if we're looking at people that that were on the bubble. David Finley. I, I mean, every year, poor Hanare tweets out, oh, I'll be there fucking next year. You looked over me again. Um, I, I But the only name that I would even remotely consider removing would be Takahashi. And Jeff Cobb. I mean, there is a valid complaint there that I mean, they they went through some hoops to get Jeff Cobb. Now, again, maybe there was something in the background that we don't know about where they couldn't get the other guys in and have them quarantine and all that stuff, right? Maybe 
that's the case. And they said, okay, well, we can get Jeff Cobb in. Okay. Um, so maybe he was a plan C to get in. But, you know, if we're talking pastrami sandwiches, that was that was that was that was a name that was given to us a little bit ago, right? <laughs> so um all right. Uh, I, I must say I'm shocked that they didn't put Yujiro in the same block as Naito because I wanted to see the team no limit go at go at it again. I mean, a lot of people are going to wring their hands about Yujiro being in it, and he's got a I certainly would have preferred to have like a, a Show or Hiromu in the blocks instead of him. But maybe it's unfair to judge him by the quality of the Okada feud when Okada was basically sleepwalking through it. I think it's fair to say. So now we've got Yujiro in matches against people who are likely to be able to put the effort in and carry him to more interesting matches. Yeah, and again, uh, look at that A block. I mean, who the fuck's lying down in that block? You gotta have... I tell you, (laughs) I think a lot of Twitter will be very happy if Yujiro happens to beat Will Ospreay. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I... I mean, I think we've got to talk about the Osprey thing. I I do feel the need to acknowledge it because... Okay. You know, there's there's a lot of controversy about his inclusion uh, given his involvement in that really ugly situation which involved him defending a friend who was accused of rape and then going on to blackball the accuser, Pollyanna, from further wrestling bookings, which I believe has been confirmed by one promotion, at least. So... Uh, some people might look at that as Will sticking up for a friend that he believes but that also creates an environment that might dissuade victims of rape or sexual assault from speaking out in the future and as always there's a much bigger discussion to be had here that I don't feel well informed enough to do Uh, and I know he didn't break any laws but there are plenty of very very bad things that people do on a regular basis that also aren't illegal so I think we can do better than that as a society like not breaking the law doesn't give you a pass. That shouldn't be the benchmark for, for how we judge things. And I mean, rightly or wrongly, he's going to continue working for New Japan. He's in the G1. And that does mean I, we, we're going to continue discussing his matches. I mean, I'm certainly not going to be falling over myself to praise his work like I did last year uh, because I do have uh, issues with the way he's conducting himself. But I'm not going to refuse to cover his matches. So if that disappoints some of you, then I apologise. I don't feel good about it, but I felt that it's necessary to address the elephant in the room going forward, Damon. Fair. I think that's fair. Um, I, and I kind of, you know, and I kind of, I feel the same way. So um, it's, yeah, I think you said it better than I could. So there, there's that. All right, good. So getting the Super J guys gun to your head, Damon, give me who you think the block finalists are going to be. Whoosh. Um, to me, I... I think Okada's in the final. Um, B block, I don't think it's necessarily Naito. So uh, sticking with A block, if we think Okada's in the final, who do you think he is pipping to get there? Are we? Th- it's hard to look past Ibushi again. And I know ok- Okada Ibushi was the block final last year. But again, it's hard to look past that. There are other that would be quite mouthwatering on paper, like... Okada Shingo going into the Osprey? final night. How about Osprey? You know, I don't all... think Osprey's going to have enough points to be in the mix I, there. Or you I could do Okada J. White as the block final. You could. 
But keep I think in mind, Ibushi or, or Jay White would be the my pick. I mean, weren't we building originally for Osprey to finally get that win over Okada? Yes. Wasn't Don't know this if it would be this year? Well, yeah, I was to say, wasn't uh, was was it supposed to be this year that he got over that hump of coming close last, uh, you know, last time? Well, he he could him? get that win over him in the middle of the tour. He could, he could, <laughs> or he could get it at the end when it's really impactful. Uh, I I can't see Osprey going through to a G one final. No, with the, with uh, <laughs> he looks like a heavyweight now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I can't rule uh, it out. I just I just see Okada, Ibushi, Jay White there, and it's hard to look past those three. I think we're, we're bu- yeah. Finalists. I think I, I think I'm I'm guilty of looking over Jay White. I definitely think I'm looking over Jay White. Because remember, he's... that was a match they were going to do in the New Japan Cup in its original form. We were going to get Okada versus Jay White in the first round. Give me the top. Give me your top guys in A block. Give me your top three. Oh, um, what in terms of how I think they're going to be ranked by points yeah. at the end yeah. of this? Yeah. Okay, I'd say Okada at the top, and maybe Jay White and Ibushi falling just behind. Okay, I'm I'm saying Okada, Jay White, Osprey. I think Osprey's in the mix. I really do. I, I I I think he's I think he's going to be. Uh, I think they did what they did for a reason. Um, I think he's I think he's going to be in the mix to the very end to the to the very end. Um, but I still say a where Okada gets out of that alive, and. I'll tell you what's even harder. I think B's even harder. Yeah, because I know I keep banging on about Tanahashi Naito, but I can't see Tanahashi getting enough points where he's in contention on the final night because the whole story they're telling with him is that you know he's well on his way to becoming a dad and he can't hang anymore. So for him to then be rocking up to the final B block night with 12 points or whatever would be a bit strange. So- but that's where he always redeems himself. Right, the big show, the big, the big moment. Like, okay, he may not be Hiroshi Tanahashi in fucking February. Come G one, he tapes up what he needs to tape up. He fucking takes his Advil, and he gets his ass in the ring and he performs, and he wins. I think we're looking at some dark horses in B block. I. I hate to say it, but I, I'm leaning towards evil as the winner of B Block, or maybe even a Sanada. Mm, Sanada. We want to go so down I'm just that thinking that, that it, it, evil that against Okada as the G1 final, because I think you, they have to consolidate evil's elevation in the card. You can't have him like finishing with eight points. He's got to be at least in contention when you come into the final night, surely. Yeah, I think Evil's in the mix. I think Naito's in the mix. He's your champion. He's not going to be not in the mix. And then it's two others that are in the mix, final night. And I think you have to put Kenta in there. In there. 
and Senada, I, I would say. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say Tanahashi in that role. So Kenta Evil, Tanahashi Naito. Which can make sense. I mean, you got two Bullet Club guys going for it. And they'll probably be paired off against, you know, you know Evil, Naito, Kenta, Tanahashi. Um, and then a mix of those two go to the finals. Right? The problem is, is that I don't think Naito goes to the finals. Like, I don't think you're going to see Okada, Naito in the no, finals. No, you don't usually have the champion in the final. Right. So who's beating Naito to set up a, a title challenge? Evil again? Mm. That's your question. Mm. Sonata? <laughs> so every- In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. 
To participate, simply fill up an Orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Year it's got to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every year is the same fucking, you know. Uh... Well, look, okay. Let, let me just add the caveat here that Jack? we do have. Um, sorry, let me, let me just say there's a power struggle announced for November the 7th. That tour begins October 23rd in Korakuen. So that's five days after the G1 final. And they're doing Saitama, Chiba, Yamagata, Fukushima, Ibaraki. They're doing Korakuen for two nights, Shizuoka and Kochi. So we are going to have, it looks like, at least one more quote-unquote big show. Uh, the next big show afterwards would be yeah, Power Struggle November 7th at Edion Arena. So I don't know if they are going to do any more title defences, IWGP title defences for Naito between now and Wrestle Kingdom but maybe sure. Power Struggle could be one of them so again we're, we're yeah. looking for someone in this block to possibly get a win over Naito and have a claim for a title shot between the end of the G1 and Wrestle Kingdom I think that's a definite right I mean Naito's not going undefeated right? he's going to lose to somebody and usually it's I mean I can't say usually but let's just let's just assume that it's later in the tournament um, and it's going to be a, one of those people, and B Block is going to pin Naito and get a title shot. I, I think, I think it's a safe bet, right? Who's winning? Who's beating? Who's pinning Naito? Juice? No, right? You wouldn't think Kenta because he's already had his title match with Naito this year, right? Could be Zach. Think Zach. I don't think Yoshihashi. They would never do that. Yano, no. How about Goto? Hmm, could be. Goto's a god is always in the mix, and and if especially now, people kind of get warmed up to Goto. It's a very even block, isn't it? B block. It is. I I suspect there's not going to be too much of a range of points there between the bottom and the top. And I can't see any surprises. Like, okay, so if you look at A block, I mean, you could argue that if Taichi gets a win over Suzuki, that's that's a major rattling of New Japan fandom. If Osprey beats Okada, that's a major shakeup. I don't feel that way on B block. Like, like the only guy that I would feel like, okay, that's a major shakeup would be Juice getting a win over fucking Naito, right? There's nothing. There's nothing comparable to the idea of a guy getting a big, uh, a big time win to to move them up a level, to make them more of a of a big gun. You have a lot of those possibilities in A. It feels like I don't think you got those in B. That I think that's what, the one thing that's missing in B block. Is that element of you got guys in A again, Taichi, Osprey, uh, that could pull off a big win to to become bigger than? Listen, we're forgetting about Shingo in this too. Shingo could definitely be be put in that category, don't you think? Yes, I don't know. It's really hard to tell because I I don't know to what extent the management at New Japan look at him as a Dragon Gate guy. 
mean, for what it's worth, I think they gave him a little run with the Never title. I thought that was one of the most interesting things in fucking 2020 so far. A lot of people have held the Never title, to, to be fair. It's not one of the more prestigious titles in New Japan. No. I mean, yeah, I get it. I understand. But, uh, you know, but what he did with it was, I thought, again, you think Shingo had a great 2020? Of course he did. Oh, yeah. He's definitely he's in, in the conversation for wrestler of the year. Or right. New Japan wrestler of the year, at least. <laughs> that qualifier apparently is <laughs> necessary on the Super J cast. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean. All right. So we, we've. We've... I genuinely don't know, Damien. This is I, I love the fact that it's not, you know, screaming at you, the final's going to be this guy beating this guy. They haven't announced shows yet, have they? Do, do we know yeah, when... Yeah, that, that is... No, they haven't given the matches and the dates yet because that is usually kind of a spoiler, isn't it? Because you just you right. go straight and you look and see what the lineup is for uh, Sumo Hall for those the penultimate two nights and then you can tell, oh, well, you know, it's going to be between these two guys. Right, they usually tip their cards there. So but then again, I mean, if they give you for A Block some combination of Ibushi, Okada, Jay White, I don't know, for sake of argument, let's say Shingo, that might be tricky to call. And likewise, if the B Block final night, we're looking at a card that involves some combination of Naito, Tanahashi, Evil, and Kenta or Sanada. Again, it might not be as as easy as I initially thought. I, I, I'm just I just had this thought. This is what makes me love pro wrestling. It's this conversation. It's this. So, yep, I got my fucking spreadsheet out. What do you think of that, dicks? Oh, <laughs> are we doing pickums this year? Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, we are. This is this is it. This is this is what I love. So. Whatever, I, you know, I'm I'm in on this. This is this, you know what I mean. Like this is the like I don't give a shit about. It's, it's a world away from discussing the fucking KOPW twenty twenty. Right, season, you it? know what I mean. Like this is this is this is fucking great. This is what we're here for, Damon. This is this is why we do this show. Let's be very truthful. This is why we do this show. We spent. We spent a little time talking about crisps, but however long we spent talking about this, and, and and here's the thing: we could talk about it for another fucking two hours. It feels like it's, this is why we this is why I get up at six o'clock in the morning to do a fucking show. This these moments, Christmas morning is this is this is what this is. This is what this is. A little disappointed. No, no, Eugene Nagata. I would have liked to see Eugene Nagata. Is Eugene Nagata? Go- Right, you know, he he said that in 2017 that was going to be his last G1. And I know in the backstage promos he was saying he might change his mind, he would like to be back in it. But that, I think, was a nice send-off for him because everyone knew it was going to be his last G1. And he had that nice moment in the final match against Fale where Fale bowed to him because he was his senpai in the dojo. So that was a really nice send-off. And I know a lot of people talked about Kojima as well. But in the same G1 that Nagata retired, so Nagata retired from G1 two points I think he only got one win I believe it might have been over Zach in the other block Kojima also ended with only one win so he and Nagata both ended with two points so even though they didn't give Kojima the official this is your last G1 send off the fact that he ended with the same points tally as Nagata signals to me that they saw him on the same level so 
to expect uh, uh, you know healthy Kojima from 2017 ending with two points three years later after a serious knee injury being in contention is maybe a little bit unrealistic as much as we love Kojima I love him I think he's great I think he can still go but just the fact that he finished 2017's G1 with two points I think it's something we were overlooking Okay, so David Finley, disappointment. Again, for me personally, uh, Hanare as well. Anybody else we missing that should be in this thing that we feel is getting slighted? If you had a straight choice between Togi Makabe and Yujiro, who are you picking? Yujiro. Okay, that's fair. I mean, Makabe was another... Three guys got left out last year who were in, in 2018, and that was Makabe, Yoshihashi, Suzuki. Yoshihashi, Suzuki, understandably back in because they are title holders. Makabe isn't, so I just wanted to pick your brains about that. I think, you know, there's not that much in it. I still like Makabe. I thought he was good in the New Japan Cup. But, again, I will reserve judgment on Yujiro because when I see, on paper, things like Yujiro versus Ibushi, Yujiro Ishii, Yujiro Shingo... Yujiro Osprey, I think there could be some good stuff there. We're already getting texts of how how we uh, how we how we doing with our uh, pastrami sandwiches. <laughs> uh, when are people gonna wake the fuck up, Damon? I don't know. I, there's a, I don't. there's a, like a handful of people who get it. Yeah, and everyone else is like, but Jeff Cobb's not a resident in Japan, right? He's eating the fucking pastrami sandwich, people. We told you. I know. I know. I don't know what we can do. I don't know. If we need. I don't know if we need a sky writer. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, look. If 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 they don't get it, they don't deserve it. <laughs> they don't deserve it. Right. Right. Call it a exactly. day. Right. Just everybody who does get it, just remind everyone. Just send out your tweets and shit. Just remember. You know, we were we fucking always always right. Uh, so thank you. Um. How about this junior tag tournament, Damon? I'm enjoying oh, that oh, a lot. Really? I mean, we got to go from from this greatness to that. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. You know, I, I'm really? a fan of junior tag team wrestling. I like those belts. I love a tournament. I think this has been good, personally. Um, I think a lot of those guys, of the eight people involved in that, most of them are better as tag wrestlers, with the possible exception. I, Hiromu's a better singles wrestler. Despi probably a better singles wrestler as well. But the other six guys, I think, are definitely stronger in tag teams. I like the the fluidity of the heel and face dynamics. Like, for example, when we had the two heel teams, like Suzuki Goon against Bullet Club, uh, Despi became like the de facto babyface in peril against the Bullet Club guys. Uh, we, we had Hiromu healing up against Master Watto when he was doing the Mongolian chops to take the piss out of Tenzan. So I like the, the way that that can change match by match. And... They've given these guys plenty of time to work. I applaud the decision to make these matches the co-main and the main event every evening because that hasn't been the case in years gone by. You know, you would have, like, your junior tag tournament matches, but you'd have to have the big stars on top in a mighty man tag. But they haven't done that this year, and they're giving them lots of time to wrestle, and I think it's paying off. I think everyone's working hard. Even Ghetto, who I was side-eyeing his inclusion. I know there's not really anyone else, but he's put in, I think, some really good performances... I think he's got good chemistry with Ishimori. I think Ishimori's working harder than usual. I thought their match uh, against LIJ in the, the main event of the first night was really surprisingly good. I, and I like the, the Master Watto Taguchi team. I like 
Taguchi's disgusting hand gestures. They're so filthy that I don't quite know what he's going for there, but I, I definitely know it's obscene. I don't know if you can shed any light on what he might be doing there, but I, I, in this, you know, this is a tag team that from day one, ever since Master Watto came back, I've been saying that pair him up with Taguchi. He's a yeah. you know a veteran who can hold his hands and guide him through and help him grow in confidence, and it's working. I can see Watto increasing in confidence, so give myself a little victory lap there. I, I thought his Watto's exchange with Hiromu was really exciting. That was very high-paced and Watto was nailing everything. The timing was spot and it was very athletic. And just having Taguchi there as, you know, the, the, the safety bat to, you know, literally tell him what to do next in some parts of the match, I think is a big help to him. And there's also good comedic chemistry between them. There was a, a really funny post-match interview where Taguchi says to him, what should we call our team? And Watto says one or eight, which in Japan, in Japanese, is a phrase that basically means all or nothing. But in English, it just came out as nonsense. And then Taguchi just says, not following you. And then just grabs him by the shoulder and <laughs> walks him off the screen. <laughs> and then there's Tenzan in the background who's corpsing. And that was a really funny moment for me. Um, I'm enjoying the LIJ team, Bushiromu. They've got a new theme. That rocks. They've got matching masks. They've got the Kamaitachi masks. Yeah. I'm enjoying this tournament a lot, Damon. You, you, you're, you are looking on the bright side of life. When it comes to this, you certainly are, and that's good. Like, right? you know, there's no, you know, th- to point out the positives. Uh, but la- allow me, if you if you don't mind, <laughs> to uh, counterpoint uh, some of these. Uh, none of these matches are are anything that's that is stickable. Like these matches are for for a tournament. For titles that okay, you could argue this the 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 level of what the junior tag titles are. Uh, none of these matches are anything that anyone is going to go back in 2020 and put on a best of or uh, a rewatch list or anything like that. We can agree on that, right? Yes. Okay. Two. While you did like the heel and face dynamic that kind of shifted match by match based off of who was in the ring and I can and I also can appreciate that here's what I didn't like Joel I know it's a it's a hot button when it comes to uh heel shenanigans and specifically not even heel shenanigans I don't even mind heel shenanigans I you know that you're 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 establish, establishing yourself as boo for me. If I see another motherfucking ref bump, Joel, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. It has become... <laughs> I was just going to say, give me an over-under on the number of ref bumps in the G1. Because <laughs> we've got I... Yujiro in there, we've got Evil in there, we've got Jay White in there, we've got Kenta in there. It has become the absolute most lazy booking of any major promotion on God's green earth. Joel, there were there were there were at least three that I counted in a I'm not gonna say a meaningless junior tag team tournament match, but do we does do we have to ha- every time we he gets in the fucking ring He's taken some type type of bump. Like, 
Is there a promotion on Earth that that has as many ref bumps as New Japan Pro Wrestling? If there is, let me know. I again, I'm not watching Raw every week. I'm not watching SmackDown every week. So okay, but I am. Help me, Joel. Can you name a promotion on God's green earth that does as many lazy? I'm saying it lazy heel ref bumps and misdirections as New Japan Pro Wrestling. They are doing it a lot, but I must admit oh. it's not something I noticed being particularly egregious during these tag tournament matches. It's unnecessary. Just have it, it, just give me give me one fucking match where we don't see it. Give me uh, give me one match where Red Shoes gets in that fucking ring. And it's not, oh, my shoulder. Oh, oh. And hot, and oh, my, I'm burying my head in the turnbuckle because someone uh, grazed my ankle. <laughs> I just, I, 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 maybe I'm hypersensitive to it. I probably am. I find it to be, at this point, just lazy. Just lazy booking. There's no other way we can establish a heel team than by fucking around with red shoes. Doesn't it get tiring after a while? Again, I don't even think the WWE does this to their referees. Their referees are positioned better than New Japan Pro Wrestling's. There. I said it. AEW's referees are positioned better. Less of boobs than New Japan Pro Wrestling. And by boobs, I mean dummies, not boob, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, it's 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 unbelievable at this point. Uh, and and it's got it's gotten beyond hand wave for me at this point. So you take the fact that we got matches that are all they're good, they're fine, they're 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 your gentlemen's three stars. Add constant goofy ref bumps. Uh, it's, it, it's not something that, um, um, look, w- positives that you gave me, Master Watto looks much better. And I think him starting out as a tag team wrestler is, I think is a fantastic thought. I would have, I would have no problem with him and Taguchi having those titles. Zero problem. None whatsoever. Um, Bushi, uh, I could put in the bin. Hiromo kind of carrying that team for me anyway uh is, is always enjoyable his interactions with master wato i liked um i i still like kanemaru and 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 despy i think they're a fantastic tag team i just think the the, the way that the, this tournament has been positioned uh the fact that the matches haven't really been spectacular and again i'm not looking for g1 i'm just looking for Something that I can that is somewhat memorable. They if they all felt the same, they literally felt like interchangeable parts to me. Um, and there really isn't a lot to get excited about for it for me anyway. Watching these these matches so far. Oh well, we'll have to agree to differ on that one. Um, at the moment, we are in the middle of the Waguchi or Ass Masters or whatever you're calling them team against Bullet Club, and I'm just looking at the point tallies here basically the top two teams will go through to the final at Korakuen on the 11th 
Uh, do you have any predictions on which two teams you think are going to be contesting the final? Which team do you think is going to win the titles? Well, what's on this show that we're that we're that I haven't watched? I haven't watched. So we yet. got uh, Kawato Taguchi against Bullet Club now, and then the main event will be Lij team against the Suzuki Gun team. And if okay, here are the permutations: a Waguchi and Lij win means a Waguchi and Lij final. A Waguchi Suzuki Gun win means a Waguchi Lij final. Bullet Club Lij win means it's a three-way tie for second. And a Bullet Club Suzuki Gun win makes it a Suzuki Gun and Lij final. <laughs> wow. I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, I mean over the over the junior tag titles. Um, oh, Gato whipping Taguchi. I'm saying. Um, uh, what do you want me to do? You want me to pick a winner? Or you, you, okay, well, I'll tell you who I think. I, I, I just, I just think... as an FYI, by the way, while here's here's Red Shoes down on the gra- uh, ground. <laughs> Here it is. I'm, just, I'm, I'm literally I'm the, yeah, what I just wrong. complained you're about. You're not wrong. I'm looking right at it right now. Oh, come on. Um, no, he's, he's right. not. He, he didn't get bumped there. That wasn't a referee. Well, what is he doing As on the ground? Know, Look at him in the corner. Wrestling, anything you do outside of the ring is perfectly legal. You could get out a gun he's on the and ground shoot your right opponent now. in the face. And Red Shoes would just be standing in the ring, shaking his head disapprovingly. Go, bring it back into the ring, guys. Come on, that's not on. <laughs> I got no problem with that. Fine. Why is Red Shoes down? He's he's on his knees in the it's corner. Not. What? What is he sleeping? No, he's, he's taking a ring. nap. He's, t- he's telling them get it back into the ring, boys. He was not. He was down on the ground. He was. He was. He was. They, they, he was down on the ground. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Fucking unbelievable! Um, who's all right? I think. Look, let's let's give the belts to. Um, what is what is Watto? I don't think. Do you think Watto? This is the question: Is Watto and uh, Taguchi winning these titles? Yes or no? Eventually, yes, but I don't think they're winning them on the eleventh. This is what okay. I see happening. I think Bullet Club are going to win this match. I don't know now. Basically, if if. Watto Taguchi win, then that means there's no drama in the next match because I don't believe even if Suzuki can win, they can't make it to the final because they lost to Watto and Taguchi. So I don't think they do that. Right. Uh, so I am thinking we get a Suzuki Goon and Lij final, and then Suzuki Goon win the belts, and then you can have Watto and Taguchi chase Despi and Kanemaru for those belts, and okay. you know maybe that's a early uh, an undercard match on Wrestle Kingdom okay that's fair so in this match here we need uh, for that to play out um, we need oh there we go we did get a ref bump okay there we go (laughs) (laughs) come on Joe the fuck yeah Richie's is not good is he oh my god he's bigger than half the people in that fucking ring Unbelievable! Ah, well, look, you know, what are you gonna? It's, again, it just to me, it just feels so fucking lazy. We can't do anything else besides this. I don't know. All right, again, people don't want to hear me fucking go off about this, but probably giggling under their breath, this maniac yapping about ref bumps. 
but it's just well I mean I tell you that my well our predictions are usually predictions you can take straight to the bank and talk to us about hot predictions and my bookie if you would oh I can uh, my bookie uh, our, our favourite sponsors yes my bookie um, with their little icon on our our podcasts did, did you notice did, did you oh, notice did, that yeah Captain Crate did that for us Excellent. Uh, you know, we're probably getting paid millions for that, right? <laughs> yeah, I've quit my job already. Nice, nice. And I'm sure you quit your job with all the the bets that you've made, right? All the all the uh, all the parlays. Damon, Damon, as Paul Heyman would say on the Super Jackass, we don't we don't make predictions. We give spoilers. Oh, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. So uh, I made a deposit. As well, so I uh, used my bookie to uh, bet on a little NHL playoffs this weekend. That's right, that's right, and a big payout for for myself. Uh, thank you, Golden Knights of Las Vegas, uh, for that. And uh, how did I do that? Well, I used the code Super J at my bookie and made my deposit. And bingo, bango, boom, uh, cashed in. Now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to look for the read because I can't find it in my notes. <laughs> I knew you were stalling. <laughs> I am stalling like no one's business. So what I need for Joel to do is to send me the copy, and then I'm going to give that the, the great Damon read that only I can. Uh, but no – that you've got the NBA playoffs. They're in mid mid swing. You got baseball coming right around the corner with their uh, playoff system, their wild card system. The NFL, which is always a hot ticket when it comes to laying down some odds, picking your got favorites. The Premier League to win. starting as well Premier this weekend. League starting as I'm well. I'm expecting big things from Arsenal and Mikko Arteca's. Yep. I think we might be able to do it this year. I think we could be able to sneak our way into the top four. We've got it, it, the Community Shield in the bag. We've got the FA Cup in the bag. And yeah. I think maybe a, a cheeky little bit of money on the old Arsenal making it into the Champions League spot. So yeah, definitely right. one to look into, my bookie. Well, I, I, listen, I'm right there with you. Listen, it's saying it's summertime, but we know summertime, Labor Day, in the United States is kind of the unofficial end of summertime, Joel. But at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It's not about the temperature outside. It's about a winning season at my bookie. That's right, a winning season for you. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. How about that? Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor pools, and more. At MyBookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Again, we talked about it. The NBA playoffs, right? They're in full swing. NHL playoffs, the cup's going to be given away real soon. Uh, Again, I won some money with MyBookie as well. Major League Baseball, they're doing their countdown to the playoffs. UFC, right? Uh, Joel just mentioned Premier League returning. NFL football, look, it's all over. The craziest sports uh, time of your life. It's here. Simple. Here's what you do. Make your picks. You win big. 
collect your cash, just like I did. Invest in your sports intuition. Listen, I, I we have a we have a we have a, a, a Discord channel. We talk all about sports, and a lot of a lot of people uh, yapping away in the, in that Discord about what they know and what they don't. Well, now here, put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you could even bet on games. How about this? In real time with my bookies live betting. Now, put that big brain of yours to good use. Use the promo code SuperJ. SuperJ. And double your first deposit. That's pretty great. SuperJ, double your first deposit. New players, you get up to $1,000 in free play. Designed to add a little bit more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, parlays. They're waiting right for you. So get on it. Sign up now. Bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Super J is what you want to put in for that promo code. Again, double your first deposit only at our friends at my bookie. Well, it looks like Bullet Club are the winners of this match, so my prediction we could have is won a, halfway there. Yeah, we could have won some money there. Maybe some parlay. We could have parlayed the junior tag team champ. Are they taking odds on G1? That's a, that's a question. Is my bookie going to hop in on the G1 action? Is what I want to know. Let's dip into the results of the most recent Fighting Spirit Unleashed show, which was on mm. Friday, September the 4th. So we had a few matches here. I'm not going to go match by match, but let's just discuss the show as a whole. In the opening match, we had Alex Zane and the debuting Fred Rosser defeating the DKC and Clark Connors in 7 minutes 33 seconds. It was Fred Rosser who pinned the DKC with the gut check. Second match was Carl Fredericks getting a big singles win over Mysterioso at 6 minutes 47 with the MD. Third match was Hiku Leo defeating Brody King in the Battle of the Big Boys in 7 minutes 35 seconds with Gunslinger. And the main event was Jay White defeating Flip Gordon in 10 minutes 22 with the Blade Runner. Uh, first of all, Damon, there was a, you know, a lot of hype over Fred Ross's debut. Yes. Didn't do much for me. I have to admit, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, tell me one thing Fred Ross did in that match, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I got the win. All right. Didn't he get the win? He got the win, right? <laughs> yes, he uh, did. All right. There's one thing. Uh, no, it was not a, a spectacular debut, but um, I don't know if I really expected a lot of, of fireworks, so to speak. I thought he was solid. I don't think he was. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he dragged down a match or anything. Uh, again, I, what I said last week was, and it still holds true today. I don't think that we'll we'll see Fred Rosser, uh, you know, traveling to Japan to be on big shows. I don't think we're going to see him challenging for the Intercontinental Title. Um, I don't even think we'll see him in, uh, you know, the 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 dark uh, match rumble. But here's what we have: we have an opportunity to see what the dude's got, right? And if he's if it's a win, you know, if it turns out to be something special or a diamond in the rough or, uh, you know, a surprise. Uh, 
uh, something that we didn't know that we that we had. Great, and I and again, I think that's what this show can do. It's a great way to for guys to get some work uh, that might fly a little bit under the New Japan radar. Um, get them in a ring and see what we got, and then we can offer contracts and stuff like that. So, um, I again, I I don't necessarily think this was a tryout match, but you know, in some ways, it was a tryout match. And nothing that was memorable. Nothing that was, uh, you know, going to knock your socks off. But in in a way, I'm kind of glad, right? I mean, let me ask you this. Would you rather have uh, a debut like like, uh, Fred Rosser had or if um, you were uh, Matt Seidel? Making him, and, and, you know what I mean. I knew that was coming. I knew you couldn't resist. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like, what? What debut would you prefer? I, I think I would prefer uh, the former Darren Young's uh, debut, personally. But hey, to each his own. I think it was also important for Carl Fredericks to get a singles win there because so far in these U.S. shows, it's been close but no cigar for him. You know he's. Not quite able to beat Jeff Cobb, not quite able to beat Kenta. So, quite smart booking to have him getting a win in quite short order against Mysterioso. So, I think that was smart. And uh, were you surprised that Hikaleo got the win over Brody King? Yeah, and he looked, he kind of looked like he, I don't want to say dominated the match, but it looked like he, I don't know, like if, if, if there's that scale of who, who, it felt like Brody King was there to put over Hikaleo. Let's put it that way. And that kind of surprised me. Um, it wasn't like a you know jobber squash match. But um, I don't know. I kind of felt like Hikaleo was more dominant to me at the end of the day and got the win. Um, it kind of surprised me a little bit. Is Brody King a guy that you're su- surprised? Well, I mean, look, pandemic. You, know, you got to make make cuts but i mean you know i just remember brody king being a guy that everybody talked about wanting to see in g1 but um yeah that's what i mean and now he's losing to hikuleo and i think you know hikuleo is very talented so i'm excited to see that the company are behind him so i'm interested to see what what's going on with hikuleo going forward but i was surprised the fact that hikuleo's been clearly positioned above brody king did you get the same feelings as i did during that match though like like it was like this was this was a show not like I don't, I don't know if I want to go so far as to say a showcase match, but it did feel like Hikaleo was was there to win and Brody King was there to lose, right? Yes, and I wonder if that's just the fact that, you know, Hikaleo is a New Japan guy and Brody King is an ROH guy. I mean, maybe maybe it's maybe it's as simple as that. But I was I was a little bit shocked at at, at that. Um okay, and then what was it? Flip and Jay White, right? Yep. Um, yeah, that weird match <laughs> as we discussed last week, where you're not quite sure who you're supposed to be cheering for, but yeah, pretty straightforward win for Jay White, as he said afterwards, barely even broke a sweat, barely out of breath. Seems like, in retrospect, just a little warm up win for him before he rocks into the G1 climax. Yeah, um, it was a good match. It was fine. This this show uh, this show was a little weird. I thought um, you had a lot of things on paper that. I don't know. I think I think I'm kind of getting used to the 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 show, and it really reminds me of like an ROH show, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like you're watching 
like I had to remind myself a lot that I'm watching New Japan. Um, I, I I lose that. Um, I feel like again I'm watching the best analogy I can give is I feel like I'm watching Ring of Honor many times, um, and I lose myself that oh yeah I'm actually this is a, a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Kind of reminds me of like watching WWF back in the day, like a you know Sunday Night Heat or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's very fun, easy to watch. Matches are all pretty short. Nothing outstays its welcome, uh, but at the same time, you don't really remember much afterwards. Right, um, and I was kind of hoping it was would be, and I know it's hard to do because they're taping a lot of these shows in advance, so they're doing like you know three weeks of tapings in one shot. Uh, but it has been done in the history of pro wrestling, so let let's you know let's not make too many excuses here. I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit more episodic television as opposed to here are three matches on this show right you, you I mean, it, you're looking for sort of long term storylines yeah continuity yeah yeah i kind of kind of did like these are like i th- i kind of felt like you got a taste of that especially when you know that debut show where we're talking about um uh, you know how how it felt like we were building stars to go out there and and be the cornerstone like Carl Fredericks. Um I don't know if I get that same taste anymore. Again, I feel like I'm I'm watching one of the the criticisms that maybe that I had of Ring of Honor was I knew I was going to watch some pretty decent matches, but I I felt like I was just watching pretty decent matches that that maybe I created a playlist or something. I kind of was hoping this would be have a I don't know and again, and again, maybe this is just me projecting my wants uh, and not really getting that itch scratched. But I thought we were going to get a little bit more of a territory. And again, a little bit more continuity and a little bit more continuality um, within the shows. And I don't know if, if I feel that. And again, okay, well, bear I mean, in mind. There's, maybe there's something on this Friday show that might change your mind. Let me read the card to you. and You tell me if there's anything that you think shows that kind of continuity. So first match, we've got ACH and TJP against Logan Regal and Adrian Quest. I'm excited to see ACH in action, as always. Let me just let my darling wife and uh, daughter into the room. I will be right back. All right, all right. There they are, the stars of the show, the true stars of the show, making an an appearance. um... I wonder what they think about G1. Magic okay, uh, I'm back. Uh, no, I was just, uh, I, was just ta- I was just talking with our listeners. Uh, I was, uh, well, imagine Mally G1's uh, predictions. I wonder what her hot takes were. <laughs> yes, I wonder if she well, can give we, me we, insight on block A. We'll get her on the show for the Pickums next week, see how she does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, second match, right. we had uh, Rocky Romero going up against Danny Limelight. Again, I think there's a bit of a story there. They've been facing off in the tag matches, and that's one that I'm interested to see. Uh, third match, PJ Black and David Finley against Tangaloa and Tamatonga. So... Again, that's picking up the long-term storyline because, of course, uh, Finn Juice were feuding with Gorilla's Destiny over the tag titles earlier in the year. Obviously, at the time of recording, Juice Robinson was injured, so that's why Finley's team with PJ Black. But Finley does have history with the G.O.D. boys. And then the fourth match is the IWGP US Heavyweight right to challenge contracts with Kenta defending his briefcase against Jeff Cobb. And again, that's a story that has some... Uh, back backstory to it because you know in the New Japan Cup we had Kenta having to do some cheating and ref bumps to get the win over Jeff Cobb so 
Is that more to your liking, or do you think I'm clutching at straws there? Well, here's the problem. It's like you have to be a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling to kind of get those under-the-surface storylines, right? Those are all things and little breadcrumb things that can help, you know, tell a story. And if you're a fan of the product, you would see that and get that and know that and et cetera. Um, I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more – a little less subtle in a sense of I kind of want to see, all right, I don't know, pick fucking somebody. Uh, Clark Connors beats uh Casey and then gets on the mic and says, okay, you know, Carl Fredericks, you're a fucking piece of shit because you did this, that, and the other thing, and blah, blah, blah. And the next week, he does another promo. Carl Fredericks, and then he jumps Carl Fredericks a week later. And now, now we got some fucking things going on between Carl Fredericks and Clark. And you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit I'm looking for. Um not oh yeah i beat this guy four weeks ago in a tag match in yeah i don't know i, I kind of look i'm kind of kind of looking for a little maybe a little bit more old school territory wrestling right, a bit more Again. entertainment and less of the sports i mean you can have the sports but just give me like the that i mean maybe it's too simplistic nowadays but just give me uh here's the reason why i'm fighting you as opposed as opposed to, um, here's let's have an athletic competition together. And I know that's me saying that, which is no, strange. I agree. I agree. I, I totally agree with you. You know, it doesn't have to get comical. I mean, I don't want backstage vignettes, and I don't want you know. But there's a way to do it where you know, okay, I don't know. Kevin Kelly's given an interview, and I don't. Maybe you can't do that with social distancing. I don't know. But I, I just kind of felt. We had an opportunity to have something a little bit, a little bit special. Look, here's what I wanted. I wanted fucking NWA power. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I wanted. They. I felt like they had the right idea for for a moment or two. Um, that's what I'm looking for, and I thought we were going to get with New Japan, and, and that's all I made. I mean, I mean, nobody, you know, said we're doing this, and they pulled the the, the rug from underneath. I just thought this this would be a great opportunity to capitalize on that, and it didn't happen. So. I'm a little disappointed, but it's my own disappointment. I, I worked myself into that. JC Wright says, speaking of commentary, do you guys agree that Kozlov is starting to come into his own on strong? I agree with Zorkwood to begin with, but he low-key makes me chuckle, and you know for sure he's in no way overproduced. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> right? There's nobody in his ear. Uh, what did I see somewhere? Kevin Kelly is the... Uh, the dog whisperer of uh, struggling color comedy. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> I did see that. Uh, he does. He, he does seem like he really turns uh, uh, chicken salad from, uh, you know, what I'm to say. could have been worse, uh, Kevin, if, if you're listening. Could have been much worse. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I think he, look, I, I I think people don't understand how difficult it is to be good doing that. Um, it's not something where people can just put on a fucking microphone and do it. And if they can do that, then then they're, they're then they're talented. Um, so while I think it's easy for us to sit back and be like, "What the fuck did he say?" or "That makes no sense," or "That was silly," and or "That scene contrived." It's harder to do, and I think he's and – and I would agree that it's gotten better. Uh, I don't think it's one of the best, but it's it's 
it's it's not as awkward as the first shows, and I think you learn as you go when, at something like that. You get more comfortable. You know when to, when to hop in. I mean, it's just like with us, you know. It, you, you build chemistry, um, and any good any good broadcast team does that. So, uh, I, I think we, we've seen improvements. Yes. Uh, let's have maybe a couple of questions. Uh, Nicole right. Booth Leprechaun says, Damon, who do we talk to about organizing a cleansing ceremony in the Phillies bullpen? <laughs> they stink, Joel. Joel, imagine having a powerhouse offense. Like you uh, have guys that when they step up to the plate, baseball, we're talking here. Uh, I mean, there's always a threat of runs. They, the Phillies have absolutely zero problems scoring runs. So their starting pitcher, you know, gets a little tired. We got to take him out. We're going to go to relief pitcher, right? So here comes this fucking bum coming out of the bullpen. And we could be up. We, we There is no safe leave with the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> we could be up by seven runs. And here comes some fucking bum coming out of the bullpen. And next thing you know, tie ball game. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? And this is constantly, Joel. Uh, they're horrible. They're 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 horrible, and uh, I I honestly think we could get out there and do a better job than the Phillies bullpen. They stink on ice. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm reluctant to end the podcast before this main event has finished because I want <laughs> I want to see who's getting through to the finals. Although I I suspect I'm going to be correct. I pre- I suspect it is going to be Suzuki Gun who win it and setting up a rematch another between question. these two teams on Friday. Do, do some more questions. I know you got a full house there right now, but we, we can, we can yeah. get another question until the end of this match. Sure, good. Mally, I'm going to keep answering questions until you tell me you would like me to stop and we'll go to Villa Market, okay? Mally, one? Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep answering listener questions until you say you've had enough and you would like us to leave and go to Villa Market, okay? It's up to you. <laughs> she says it's up to you. It's not really up to me. Okay. Uh, Dan says, two or three questions. Two or three questions. Who's age better? Ibushit, 38 years old, or Kojima, who turns 50 next month? Also have to throw Tanahashi in the mix, who turns 44 in November. And how do we feel about the potential unification of the lineal champion and KOPW champion when Farley eventually gets back to Japan? Oh, uh, the lineal champion, yeah. I guess Farley still has that, right? Yeah, technically, you're right. Um, I just can't get over that fucking trophy that they gave for that KOPW. Uh, that is just an embarrassment. Um, I think Tanahashi. I think Tanahashi had had higher quality matches at an at a older age, right? I like like Tanahashi's forty. Tanahashi at forty, I think, will be better than. If you look at it in history, my prediction, we don't know, it, we, it will be better than Ibushi when he, he turns 40 and better than Kojima's 40. So if we're just looking at 40, I think Tanahashi's got them beat, right? Four years, four years ago, Tanahashi was pretty fucking spectacular. Still is spectacular, but not, not four years ago. Uh so I so if I'm going to take one, I'm taking Tanahashi's forty over what potentially could be Abushi's forty, and what what a Kojima's forty was. All right, I'm going to wrap it up there because I'm going to go with my 
wonderful family to the supermarket oh. and buy some oh. groceries and let's just assume that I was correct and that Suzuki Gun are going to win to set up a rematch against LIJ on Friday which uh, Suzuki Gun are also going to win to win the title so there you go there's my prediction there you go uh, alright so, right, so again thank you to my bookie for sponsoring us uh, my bookie forward slash super J is the code that you can use to get all those wonderful benefits redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast for our page if you want to give us some money uh, discord link is in the show notes if you want to join all the people arguing about g1 inclusions there prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super j cast for our great t-shirts thanks as always to editor dan on twitter at lousy hero 219 subscribe to voices of wrestling podcast network for other great shows give us a five snake review on itunes you can follow us on twitter at the super j cast thank you everyone for listening and goodbye